0: Production you put on for a genre, genre, Hey, that's the rest of the rest the rest of the rest the rest of the rest of the rest of the Hey, you the We are back with the rest of the safe place for the 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 and make sure you guys, please, please, please go subscribe to the podcast by downloading the Anchor app. Also, you can get all the Brewmore Productions content on YouTube as well. So make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel. All this information is in our show notes. All you have to do is click on the little dots that you see next to the... the um, the picture, the show pictures, and then all the information you I just explained is in that. So yeah. Um uh, we have a special guest today. Her name is Alora. Alora thank you so much for stopping by the Bring More Productions podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. Thank you so much for you know just taking that time to talk to us. And you guys, this will be our first, first, very first um podcast with jade i'm introduced well you guys met jade the listeners met jade the last podcast that i dropped about a week ago so jade is now full-time on the team Woo! yay so Jade is not full time. She will be, you will hear her voice more on the Briemore Productions podcast. I think it's time to bring in someone new that have personality as well. And I got really great feedback from the last podcast. So I was like, why not? So Alora, how's everything going with, you know, this Corona shit that's popping out that got us in the house? How are you doing? <laughs> One thing that I can say is I'm grateful for the time that I now
1: have. Um, I've actually been enjoying kind of being off the grid and out of the way because we spend so much of our lives, you know, ripping and running and not really taking that time for ourselves. So this is a great
0: time to do that. So here at the Bremont Productions podcast, we like to provide solutions. And I love the fact that you just said that, that you just pretty much taking that time to, you know, do what you want to do, do what you need to do. What is your advice for people that's going crazy right now?
1: I would just say this is the perfect time to meditate, really self-reflect and take time for yourself. Like I said earlier, um, this is a good time to start on tasks that um, you haven't necessarily finished or to really jot down your goals and uh, create
0: a pathway as to how you're going to achieve them. Oh, you hear that, Jay? Me and Jay was just talking about that. We were just talking about how now we have time to just meditate and to pray and to get to know ourselves on a different level. So I love that. I love that so much.
1: <laughs> Me too. That's all I've been doing this break. Um, I've been, like I said, meditating, really taking time for myself. Um, I have been like jotting down different projects that I want to work on. But now is the mm-hmm. time that I can actually focus on that because I have more, much more time on my hands than I normally would have,
0: because so have you found? Um, have you found any inspiration to put into your music?
1: Definitely, being locked at home without anywhere to go definitely um, brings in new inspiration. Um, I've been writing a lot, not even just music, like short stories, poetry. This time off has really inspired more than just music
0: oh that's I'm glad that you uh, brought that up do you um do you create the concepts behind your music videos
1: I do I do all of that I'm an artist but I'm also my own creative director and set director for all of my music videos
0: oh wow that's that's really (laughs) and photo shoots too Wow. So you are you also the stylist?
1: (laughs) No, unfortunately, that's where I'm lacking. I'm not good at putting together outfits. It's something that I am working on, though. Um, I use a lot of like Pinterest and I follow a lot of style accounts, but I do actually have a stylist that works with me.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's dope.
2: Okay, so Jay did want to ask you was about your styling, girl. Your your stylist is on point, okay? Because I was looking at some of your pictures on your page. Phenomenal. Thank you. Phenomenal.
1: Thank you. Um,
2: I also noticed that you like to travel. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, me being very
1: young, I am very grateful that I've had the opportunity to see as many places as um. I have been able to. Um, I've been mm-hmm. to, well, last year alone, in 2019, I went to, well, in Texas, I went to Houston and Austin. Then I went to D.C. After D.C., I came back for a little bit, and then I went to Houston again. And then after Houston, I went to New York. Then I went to Vegas. And Then I went to Mexico. And then I went to Turks and Caicos, Puerto Rico, Um, Dominican Republic, and St. Thomas.
0: Sheesh. (laughs) So, clearly, you know how to get around. Like, do you use coupons? Do you have a a flight connection? Or, Well, the
1: one, um, (laughs) several, the one where I went to different countries, that was a cruise. Um, I spent, like, a year paying for that, but... The other ones, honestly, they're kind of like fly-by-night things. My friend will be like, hey, uh, let's go to Vegas for the weekend, and I'll just go buy a flight. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't have any kids or any, like, responsibilities, so I might as well. (laughs) But when I went to New York last year, that was um, for my music career. I had a couple meetings with different record labels, so that one I
0: was actually flown out there. So how do you feel um, um, the difference between independent, being an independent artist and being on a record la- label? Would you rather um, being on a record label or would you prefer being an independent ar- artist?
1: So um, I'm going to actually tell you like my point of view on that because I feel like a lot of people speak on this without necessarily knowing much about the music industry. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I will say is that it is very possible to be an independent artist. However, if you notice, a lot of the artists that are independent now were previously signed to a label. So I feel like it's necessary in the industry to go ahead and pay your dues initially by signing to a label to get the marketing and to build your popularity and your brand and kind of get a sense of um, like a platform. And once you do that, after you've completed your term there at the record label or completed um, the amount of albums that you signed for, then I think it would be best to go independent. But I wouldn't do that um, initially.
0: Wow. Okay, that's that's really great advice. To me, it's 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 a equivalent. What you just said is equivalent to pretty much working a nine to five. Getting all that, you know, the juice and knowledge you need to start your own business.
1: Exactly. It's the same way. All you need is to build a platform. And then, too, like having a record label gives you access to money quicker than what um, independent artists would typically make without a platform. I would say if you're assigned to a label, save that money and use your brand to then kind of create your own platform outside of that after you've already completed your albums or contract there.
0: But, you know, a lot of people argue about the content, that they are not able to push the content that they actually want to display to their audience. So let's talk about that.
1: Now, I have seen that. And one thing that I will say is with when you sign to a record label, if you've noticed that every artist that's out sounds like another artist is already out. And I think that's simply because record labels kind of see it. How do I explain it? Record labels are like engineers. They're not here to be creative. They know what works. They duplicate it. It's up to you as an artist to kind of add your own um, flair to it. And another thing that I've noticed, too, is that, honestly, there's nothing new under the sun. There's not anything that you can think of that somebody else hasn't thought of. Literally, our lives consist of coming up with ideas that people have already come up with and innovating it and making it your own. And you have to do that as best as possible.
0: So since you are so knowledge- knowledgeable about the the record uh, labels and in the industry, where do you stand right now as an artist?
1: So right now I am an independent artist. Um, I have had... Different interviews with different record labels, but I just haven't had the right deal to land in my lap yet. Um, But if I were offered the opportunity to sign to a label, if it's the right deal, I would take it. But like I said, it's not something that I would do forever. It would be like a short-term theme. I would do my time there. And then after that, I would eventually um, branch out and become an independent artist again. But this time with a bigger platform, more followers, and my own established brand.
0: Mm. So speaking of your brand, me and Jade noticed your logo. Your logo is really, really dope. And it definitely stands out. Thank you. Yes, it <laughs> does. How did you come up with the concept behind that? So
1: when I created the name Alora's World, we did not have a logo yet. Uh, my mom and I thought about that logo for months. We could not figure out um, what we wanted it to be. For At one point, it was a unicorn because I consider myself a unicorn. I'm very different, very out of the box. So it was a unicorn for a while. But then I was like, okay, one thing that I can definitely say about myself is that I have a very Afrocentric centric look. Um, I wear my Afro more often than not. So why don't I turn my Afro into a logo? So I was like, well, my name is Alora and this is my world. So the hair can be my world. And so my mom and I drew it out. We sent it over to the graphic designer, and he added his own flair to it and made it what it is now.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> it definitely stands out. Like, it, it definitely makes you look, um, like, different. Because I have seen, of course, I have seen logos of people put like words in their afro like black excellence love unity but I never seen it as you know the the world in the afro so I thought that was really dope and plus it fits you because you travel a lot. yes and that <laughs> is like another
1: thing that I'm kind of known for outside of music is being a world traveler so that's why I say this is my world yes
0: <laughs> Do you have any advice for any artists that are listening to this podcast episode right now that want to, you know, become part of the uh, music industry?
1: Definitely. I was actually talking about this with
0: one of my friends who's also an
1: artist last night. He called to kind of get some advice. Um, One thing that I will say is that it literally only takes one song. Like, it does not have to be perfect. Just get in the studio and record something. When I first started music... um, like people knew me previously as like a scholar. Like I was the one girl that was smart in school. I had a creative side, but it wasn't really a part of me that I showed to the world because I was just so focused and driven on my academics. I didn't really have time to do all of that. So when I graduated college, I finally went to like my creative side. I started dabbling in that. And I started telling people, okay, like, I want to record music. But before I record anything, I want to at least secure, like, management before this goes any further. So I reached out to one of the guys that's actually on my team now. And I was like, okay, I want to start recording music. And he just, he laughed in my face. He was like, you want to record music? Like, aren't you smart? And I'm like, yeah, I'm smart, but I have a creative side, too. And he was just like, yeah, okay. So no one took me seriously at first. And that's how it's going to be for everybody that wants to break into the industry. There, Everybody wants to be an artist. Everybody wants to be famous right now. So you kind of have to show how you're different. So after that uh-huh. meeting with him, I was just like, okay, I'm going to show him. So I sat down, I started writing music, and I finally went and recorded something. Now, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just recorded something so that he can kind of hear that I have something here, but Everything wasn't great. Like, I recorded it in a home studio. The mix and master on it was terrible. The vocals were good. It was good lyrically. The hook needed a little work. But it was good enough to get me by for people to take me seriously. That song will probably never be released, but it was what I, <laughs> I showed people to kind of, like, get them to see me as an artist. So that song, like I said, will never be released, but it was enough for people to notice me and it get me where I needed to go. And then I finally recorded something professionally, which is the song that I have out now, What's the Move? So this one really got people looking at me. It played on the radio. Um, it's been played in several states. I've done shows with this song, but like I said, it only takes one song.
0: That is true. That is very much true. I um I actually had lunch with a few artists a while back and this guy that was like really popular in Dallas, like back in 2008 when everybody was jigging and doing a Dougie. Yes, I miss those days. I want to go back. I know that was like the spell, st- and it still pops, you know. That's that's our culture here in Dallas, <laughs> the period. 10 years later, but um, he was just saying how that one song took him all over the world
1: exactly it just takes one song i can't even remember who wrote that song um was it the
0: dougie yeah uh i don't know but all i know is it kicked off a whole dallas culture like (laughs) it just it made us stand out from the rest of the world and i and i truly i love those days and I still carry those days with me, like, period. Me, too. That's us. I That's don't care us. where I go. You
1: know, I travel the world, and every club I hit, I'm always going South Dallas swag, or I'm a jig. Exactly. <laughs> so, are you from Dallas? Yes, born and raised, and I'll never leave. Hey, what part? I'm from DeSoto. Oh, man. <laughs> not I'm <just> <laughs>
0: Uh, I love the soto. I just recently, well, Bring Productions. We we it's like a large umbrella. We have the podcast, the events, and we also have an after school program. So I taught out there for like two, almost three years. Um, we have an after uh, school program teaching kids different aspects of fashion. Okay. So I definitely got a different perspective of DeSoto soto. Like growing up, we always thought the soto, which you know had like you know. A little bit more money, the black community with you know, with the money. <laughs> and I went out there and I'm like, Yo, y'all O'Cliff all the way. Period. Y'all cliff. I mean, y'all got the y'all got the, the, the skyline view of the city, but y'all O'Cliff. Y'all act <laughs> like Oak Cliff, y'all talk like O'Cliff. I was like, wait a
1: minute <laughs> I always tell people I'm from O'Cliff because that's where I spent most of my time. I just live in DeSoto, but my family's Man. from Oak Cliff. That's where I spent most of my time.
0: I I now consider DeSoto as Oak Cliff. Like, I really do. <laughs> it should I be. Really
1: and I hate when I tell people that I'm from Oak Cliff, and they're like, girl, you from DeSoto. I'm like, it's the same thing.
0: It really is. Called, the, the, like I said, the difference between Oak Cliff and DeSoto is the skyline view of the city. That's it. Exactly. That's it. But y'all act just alike. Period. <laughs> So um your new single, What's the move? What was the direction and the purpose behind that that song? Because it seemed like a dance track. I can definitely see it, you know, having its own dance routine. So it's funny that you say that. I'm actually working on that now.
1: When I see? recorded <laughs> this song, um, the producer and I were talking. And I told him, I was like, I need something that I can dance to because I started out as a dancer before I was a singer. I danced for 16 years and then I decided to switch over and do something different. So I was like, if I'm going to record a song, I definitely need something that I could dance to. And What's the Move happened to be the first song that I recorded. And it all started by us just sitting in the studio and he was like, okay, well, what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, I love going out. I love hanging out with my friends. I love going to the club, and I love to dance. And he was like, okay, well, before you do all that, like, how do you like initiate these hangouts? And I was like, well, I always start out by texting the group chat. Like, okay, what's the move? I know we're going out tonight. What's the move? And he was like, okay. So we just built from there. So we started with the chorus first, or the hook, and then we built around that. And then it became the song that it is now. But it literally took us like 20 minutes to write it.
0: Oh, that's dope. That is so dope. Yeah, you definitely, because if you notice, what I've noticed in the uh, the music industry now is a lot of people are making those dance tracks to potentially uplift people on social media. Um, Because Drake just recently dropped a day track where people are like doing a two-step. Yeah. So when I seen your video, I was like, oh yeah, this would be a nice little, you know, two-step
1: definitely and we're
0: gonna try and like
1: come up with some sort of like tiktok dance for it to circulate Mm -hmm. because i could definitely see that for this song
0: yes and make sure you tag remont production so we can tap in and we can be i definitely will (laughs) i definitely
1: will it happened over the next few weeks i promise (laughs) so you used to be a ballerina how was that
0: experience
1: um That's one thing that I take pride in, um, especially as a black girl, you don't see very many black ballerinas.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, One thing that I do love about Dallas is that we have an actual dance studio for black ballerinas called Dallas Black Dance Academy, which is where I got my start. Um, My experience was definitely very different than most because, like I said, I was a black ballerina and I was able to actually go to a black dance studio. But I did it for 16 years. Um, that was my discipline. I never really branched out branched out like past ballet. I took a few hip hop classes. wasn't really my thing. Um, I did a little bit of modern. That wasn't my thing either. Um, I love ballet because it has structure. and then you can build off of that. I'm a type of person like I like structure and I like to um, like cultivate around the structure that's been built rather than reinventing the entire will, And so that's what ballet gave me. And it really gives you a sense of discipline, just like parents put their kids in karate or um, other sports. Ballet really gives you a sense of discipline. Um, there are certain things that I learned in ballet that I still don't really break the rules. And like, I always stand with my back straight. My stomach is always sucked in. Whenever I get ready to enter a room, I make sure that I ask if it's okay before I just blatantly walk in. So it's a lot of rules and things, manners and etiquette that you learn in ballet as well.
0: It's funny that you said that because I also was a ballerina for like a year of my childhood. And I went to the same school on Saturdays. Yes, I went on Saturdays too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my mom <laughs> took it very seriously. We had to get up early in the morning. Um, she took me to like the donut shop or whatever. And then she would just drop me off. And it was like an experience that I had to um built on my own because I guess she looked at it like okay this is a opportunity for Brie to become a big girl so I would walk into the building by myself I would go into the class by myself and you're right I learned so much in in that class that I still the structure the discipline the the um manners so you are absolutely correct like If you guys are listening, hopefully you are, we know you are, you guys need to put your girls in ballerina, like ballet. You need to put them in ballet. Like seriously, I highly recommend it. That's dope. I would too.
2: Did you ever have dreams to pursue a ballet career?
1: (laughs) I definitely did. Um, I actually wanted to leave Dallas Black Dance Academy and eventually go to Booker T for dance. But I always had a dream of music. So my goal, like one thing that I can say about myself is I've always been able to rely on my body. Like it does whatever I tell it to do. My voice, not so much. Um, So I plan to transfer out of Dallas Black, go to Booker T, and I was going to audition for dance and then eventually switch majors and go into music because that's what I always secretly had a passion for. Um, I wanted to do like backup dancing. I actually did... um, What's it called? Audition to be a backup dancer for Mariah Carey. And uh, I did not get the wow, role. That's it was cool. like when I was in seventh or eighth grade, I didn't get the role because I wasn't old enough. But I definitely did have dreams of pursuing that. But music was always one of the things that was in like the back of my head that I wanted to pursue,
2: but never really told anyone. That's awesome. So I'm happy that you guys can finally <laughs> hear me. <laughs> Oh um, but I did want to ask you, um, in relation to, uh, your creativity, didn't you recently have a birthday? I
1: did. My birthday was canceled. So are
2: you a Pisces or an Aquarius? I'm a Pisces. Hey.
1: <laughs> Everything got closed down on my birthday.
2: Well, the day before, actually. Uh, ah. <laughs> that is terrible. however, I'm really, really enjoying, um listening to your music. Um, so tell us a little bit about your upcoming projects. This happy birthday to my yes. ex EP. So happy birthday to my
1: ex is actually a single that I'll be dropping and the title of my EP. Um, it was inspired okay. by a breakup, just like every other great album in Hollywood. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, the name of it actually kind of came, I would say it was divine. It kind of came to me like just randomly and it was something that kind of just stuck. But okay. I have six songs, one also titled Happy Birthday to My Ex. Um, the other songs don't have music videos with them yet, but Happy Birthday to My Ex definitely does. And it kind of uh, tells the story of my life post breakup.
2: Nice. And that was featuring um, the rap artist D Moolah, yes. right? Awesome. How was that working with the rap artist?
1: Honestly, um, it was pretty cool. Dimula's a really sweet guy. Um, from his Instagram page, like, I didn't picture him to be the sweet person that he is. But you can definitely tell, like, he has Southern hospitality. We both might not be from Texas, but we all um, have, like, the same, I guess, Southern etiquette. Uh, being nice. in the studio with him was super fun. He brought his family, like, he had his brothers there. And his cousins, it was super fun. We spent a lot of time laughing more than recording.
2: (laughs) He's super funny. That's awesome. So what is the importance of supporting other Dallas artists and other artists as well? Well, One
1: thing that I can say about Dallas is that we have a lot of talent here, but the right moves aren't being made. And I think that comes from other Dallas artists that are on supporting Dallas artists that Mm -hmm. aren't. And so that's my goal, definitely. Um, Whenever I do become a bigger artist or whenever I do um, manifest this greater platform, I want to support other artists that I feel are talented and from Dallas.
2: That's dope. Do you have any particular um, Dallas artists or just artists in general that you look forward to working with in the future? So
1: as far as Dallas, I want to work with Cash Page. Like she totally fits my vibe. As far as like relaxation, manifestation, and like chill vibes, um, definitely want to work mm-hmm. with Erica Banks on like a turn up album. Um, outside of Dallas, I want to work with Roddy Rich. Like, don't tell him this, but he's okay. gonna be my husband. <laughs> you can already start calling me Alora Rich because okay, that's come so on, girl, <laughs> put that intention out there. I definitely want to work with Roddy Rich um, and Megan the Stallion, of course. Like, that's my home girl.
2: yeah for sure she got those knees girl um we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up go ahead and shout out your social media information for the people so they can follow you yes
1: absolutely y'all follow me on instagram that it's alluras world instagram facebook twitter all of that and thank you so much for listening
0: thank you for so much this was a great interview and you have such a lovely personality
1: thank you you guys do too it felt very organic oh thank you (laughs) All right. Well, that's
0: a wrap. Um, We are going to end the recording. So as soon as I press the button, it's going to hang up. So again, thank you so much for supporting Bremorne Productions. And as soon as I drop the podcast episode, I will send you the link.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure working with you. Peace.